Yeah, I don't know how we're doing these intros yet. We just Welcome to another bottle episode. <laughs> yeah. Are you recording right now? I, I literally am. Then that's the whole intro. Great. And then cool theme song. And we're back. From the theme song. <laughs> Welcome to Bottle Episodes. This is David Piccolomini, and I'm here once again with co-host extraordinaire. Dan- Daniel Crow. Boom. And we're here to bring you Bottle Episodes. Bottle Episodes are, uh, we go to some of the worst TV shows found on Metacritic, IMDb, everywhere. Rotten Tomatoes, various lists of the worst shows. Yes. Anywhere where they're talking about trash TV, we're finding them. And then we're going to IMDb, and we're watching the first episode, so we get a baseline, and then the top-rated uh, episode on IMDb. Because I think sometimes people might be unfair to these shows. You think they, they may have been maligned early on? A lot of sh- like Seinfeld, famously. Didn't, Cheers, I believe, was a little bit disliked when it started. Which is crazy, because Cheers is incredible from the start. So that's the hope. Maybe some of these shows people never really gave a chance. I don't think we have one of those shows today. I do not think so either. But uh, we'll talk about <laughs> it anyway. Yeah, today on uh, the bottle episode, we're covering Shit My Dad Says. No, we are not. Officially, this show is called Bleep My Dad Says, and I will be referring to it as such the whole episode, just in case my mom ever listens to this. <laughs> I, want, I want to keep it clean for her sake. Your, your mom's a real stickler for proper titles. That's the reason. Yeah, she, she likes when things are correct. She, oh, she doesn't care about cursing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She no, doesn't yeah. give a shit about that. <laughs> no, no. My mom, you know, she's she's a lot like William Shatner in Bleep My Dad Says. <laughs> she's a real uh, old-fashioned, uh, take-no-guff, anti-PC warrior. <laughs> yeah. That's my mom. Okay, so yeah, the show we're talking about today is Shit My Dad Says. It is Bleep My Dad Says. Yep, it's horrific. Uh, that's what it is. And, okay, and here's the thing is... We know some of the, like, this is, it feels like uh, networks were like, finally, this is edgy but safe enough, and it already has a following. Which is weird, because, like, it had a following on early Twitter. I don't have exact numbers, but people weren't getting a lot of followers by the time this was getting made. It probably had 100,000 followers or something, comparatively. But, like, yeah, in 2010, that was huge. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Now, if someone has 100,000 followers, they still... They can work, they work minimum wage. They can headline a comedy club. Yeah, that's true. I know we don't have a hundred thousand followers, so until you know, this right is actually, now, we need you to actually, follow us. This is actually making me feel pretty sad about my life. <laughs> well, that's what bleep my dad says is all about. Uh, is uh, being down in the dumps as a son. Uh, it stars William Shatner as in his in his finest role. Finest role as Doctor. Edison Milford Goodson the Third. Yeah, that's how people are named. I feel like you've never met a person. Goodson? You've never. You're looking at me like this is not a normal name. Okay, no, okay, I because it's not. Also, it's the third. He's Weird- named after the best Macaulay Culkin movie. <laughs> uh, weirdly enough, Jonathan Sadowski is named Hen- uh, uh, Henry Goodson, not. Uh, and then they also have a, uh, another son played by Will Sasso named Vince Goodson. Neither of those are the fourth. We have ended it at the third, which feels weird. No, that definitely feels like 
a way that they set up the character. He, he doesn't like his sons. He's not oh, yeah, that's true. He doesn't like his sons. That's Also, uh, should we give a spoiler? Uh, yeah. Uh, the second episode that we watched, the highest rated episode, was the finale. Uh, and at the end of it, they set up that he has a third son that he didn't know. Oh, yeah. That was the I'm way curious to... if he would have been the fourth or whatever. Oh, he may have been. Yeah. So, so in the last episode, oh, a, door, start... a let... door opens and he's like, hi, dad, but you don't see the actor. Because they're doing that initial. But... To, to cliffhanger for the next season that, you know, still might happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they've brought back stuff from farther back. Yeah. Usually, hey, this has a 2.1 million Twitter followers still. Yeah, no, they've grown over time. There's been a, more than a decade since the show. Would Twitter be... has grown exponentially in that time. Yeah. So, listen, bleep my double bleep my dad says. This time the bleeper's bleeper than ever. I think we can work on that title, but sure. Uh Let's just tell them what the show's about. The show's about Ed Goodson, a very old-fashioned guy who wears fishing jackets, has a shotgun on his wall, and is living his life exactly how he likes. Until one day his younger son moves in with him, and a lot of funny stuff happens with Ed, his two sons, and the older one's wife. Boy, we must have not watched the episodes where the funny stuff happens. (laughs) Yeah, this show is rough. It's based on a Twitter feed uh, that is the basic. And uh, the Twitter feed, I was looking at it, it's not bad. No, but look, here's here's the thing, and you and I did discuss this a little bit before. The show never stood a chance. No. It just when it came out, based on the fact that it was based on a Twitter feed, and you know, you sent me an article where the creator of the of the feed he more or less agrees. People were never going to give it a chance. Well, but the thing is, I don't know if that's true. I think you're right. I, I don't think people would give a CBS laugh track sitcom a chance. But I do think it's one of those things where if you make a show where it's good, like you can say you're never going to give it a chance, but it's also uh, you can feel all the network notes, all the stuff mm-hmm. where they just tried to make it a weird samey sitcom. And the problem is you're making it off a Twitter feed that uh, I did more research into it. The guy, the, the actual dad is this atheist scientist. Yeah. Who loves cursing and like is kind of like who used to be a farmer, so he has a lot of this blue collar aesthetic to him, but he is still like a very intelligent, like weirdo guy. Yeah, I mean the the show was not for me, but even if it had been an actual diamond in the rough, I don't think people would have ever given it a chance. It, it some someone had to bite the bullet of being the first <laughs> social media account turned into a show or film, and. And bleep, my dad says died so that many other things could live. <laughs> like what? Uh, the the film Zola. It's called Zola, right? That was based yeah. on a Twitter thread that was quite acclaimed. Um, a social media star like Z-Way getting their own show. Oh yeah, all the social um, media. Well, like I mean, Broad City was, uh, it was a web. Used... Se- I think a web series is a little different than like a social media. That's thing. true. Um, the a year after, I believe a year after, bleep, my dad says was the film Safety Not Guaranteed, which is based on a YTMND. Explain to people what that is. It was an early meme format from the early 2000s where there'd just be a still image and looping music. And that got a lot of critical acclaim. It launched the career of a guy that would go on to direct Jurassic World. But what I was saying, someone had to bite the bullet for all of those things. (laughs) And I guess the social network doesn't really count. No. Because it's... It's about the creation of a business rather than the content from it. 
Yeah, that would. I mean, I guess that's that's closer to the BlackBerry movie coming out soon, or is probably out. Uh, BlackBerry. Yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's that's the whole thing with the show. It's it is that weird thing where you can feel the paint by numbers on it. But I was doing a lot of research into it, and like with the creator, and he was talking about it. By the way, it's created from the Twitter account. It was uh, Justin Halpern was the main creator, and then they paired him up with two Will and Grace writers. Uh, David Cohen and Max Muchnick yep. to just be like, hey, here's how you make a sitcom. And it's almost like, uh, you know, in extras when they're making the sitcom mm-hmm. and it's like, well, he needs a catchphrase. He needs all this stuff. And you could feel all of that because they put a first draft together, which was probably also bad, but dark and bad. I am curious if anyone in the main creative brain trust wanted to be making this because the, the article you sent me, the interview with uh, Justin Halp- Halpern. Yeah. He says he wanted to make something like The Wonder Years, where he was a kid growing yeah. up with his dad. And then it got turned into this, which isn't how he envisioned it at all. So it was. And then you have to figure those other people from Will and Grace come in, and they're kind of on a four higher basis, I would assume. Yeah, they're not. So no one's really making the thing they were passionate about. And I, you can kind of, you can kind of tell. Yeah. And that's actually what's kind of fascinating about this is. One part of why we're doing this podcast in general is it's like the weird thing of how do these shows get made? Not how do they get made necessarily, but like how do they exist? What is it like? Because it's not like a movie where you make it kind of in a vacuum where everybody thinks it's going to be great. There's this point in time where you know what you're making uh, is not liked. Yeah. And then how do you build within that? And everybody kind of knows, but then nobody knows what to do with that. And it's it's interesting to see like what if the best version of it gets like what it can change and, and what it, it can bring. Had, it had to have been mentally draining to be on this show because I remember when it was coming out, when it was announced, people immediately were furious. Yeah, they hated it. So imagine you're working on it and already you're telling your friends, "Oh yeah, I, I got a gig. I'm going and working on bleep." My dad says. Well, and, and they'll then, probably be like, "Oh, oh boy." But they'll go, oh, well, you know, at least it's probably the same as Mad TV. Yeah, well, I think several cast members from this were in Mad TV. And Nicole Sullivan and Will Sasso. And, and who knows who was in the episodes in between that we didn't watch. But I can say they seem to be having a lot more fun on Mad TV. Oh, for they're sure. they're both funny people. Yeah, they're both very funny. And that's the thing is I was looking at it and it's like most of the people in the show are doing fine. Yeah. It's really, it's one of those things, like, you forget, because it is just, like, it's a year of their life where they accidentally made a bad thing. Yeah. There is an interesting thing where, I guess, the original actor that played the lead that wasn't oh, Shatner yeah. was fired. Yes. In the, in the middle of filming the pilot. And he was replaced, and I don't know for sure, but my theory, I guess we should get into the actual episodes at this point, the pilot and the one we yeah, watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. In, in, in the pilot, so I guess they had to replace this guy, and... He is reading all of his lines really fast. He is going at breakneck speed. And I wondered if at some point they realized, hey, we wrote way too much. This will not fit in 22 minutes. And then they asked the original actor, can you just go faster? And he was like, are you kidding me? No, I'll look stupid on TV. And so then they just brought in a guy that would go really, really fast. It is weird because it's like speed reading. It's also the episodes are shorter than normal sitcoms. I think they also literally were just rushing it. 
I don't I don't see how him talking faster really speeds up production. But no, I love but the I idea mean, like, that literally, I love the I idea of like literally... a 1920s newsman being like, he's got to talk fast if we're going to get in under the deadline. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, literally, they're like, we could probably fit in three more commercials if they talk fast. No one's watching this for its content anyway. You think it was sped up in post? I don't know. It's it. But it's weird that it's like there were like 18, 19 minute episodes. Yeah. Which is like that is that's given up on a show. That is you are writing it, you're putting it out, you're hoping it works. Was the pilot that short as well? Maybe that was twenty minutes. Okay. Twenty but they were all pretty short. Uh oh, by the way, notable guest stars, Gene Smart in four episodes. Wow. Uh John Ma- we didn't see her in any episodes. My guess an old flame of Shatner's. Oh. Her name is Rosemary Pernworth. They got some good names. <laughs> they spent all of their creative capital on good names. Uh, we got Sam Pancake. I recant what I literally just said. <laughs> no, that's actually his real name. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm sorry to Mr. Pancake. <laughs> really, really? There's a man named Sam Pancake? <laughs> yeah, there's a man named Sam Pancake. He was in two episodes. He played Lawrence. Sam, call us. We'd love to interview you on the podcast. Mr. Pancake. Mr. We will, Pancake. We will have you... Literally do any episode. He was in a search party, actually, for three episodes. This man is getting hired just based on the best name of all time. Because when it was a <laughs> fake name, I didn't like it. Now that it's a real name, I'm 100% in. He's he's worked on 110 things. Sam, Pancake is flipping. Good, <laughs> good for Sam. Uh, yeah, everybody at Missy Pyle. Uh, John Mahoney of uh, Frasier fame. Yeah, that Old makes dad. sense. Yeah being definitely an old flame of Shatner's. But I think we got distracted. We're supposed to say what the pilot episode was about. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So uh, the pilot episode, young uh, Henry Goodson. Like, I'm still mad about the Goodson thing. It is like a terrible for the dad show. You named your good son. They could have named. They could have had it so that the son had his mom's last name and he was good son. And then. Shatner had his own last name and he was bad dad, so it could be a lot worse. <laughs> could be a lot worse. Uh, I hated your mother's maiden name, good son. <laughs> You've never been one to me. I think they allude to the fact that he actually was not really raised by Shatner as well. I think I think the he got divorced the parents got divorced when he was like four or five. Oh. So he could have had the mom's name. Yeah, that's anyway, true. let's get back to the plot. What plot? So uh Henry Goodson has uh, run out of money. And this is loosely based on uh, Justin Halpern's life. So he's run out of money. He's moving back home with his dad. and uh, Or he tries to ask his dad for money and then moves back home with him. And hijinks ensue where his uh, brother and his wife or his brother's wife are there. Mm-hmm. And that's the show. And he ends up letting him live with him. Yeah. no. Shatner whole, lets him live with him. The whole first... Yeah, the whole first episode is basically just being like, man, we don't see eye to eye on any of this. But, is Shatner uh, seated the whole episode? I'm trying to remember him standing at any point in that episode. <laughs> I I didn't make a note of it while watching, but reflecting on it now, I feel like he's seated the entire time, and I feel like that was part of his contract. I would not be surprised if Shatner uh, forced himself to like... No, wait, there's a or, scene like, where he, hit- they dance at the end. I wouldn't be surprised if he has that in a contract somewhere that he has to be seated for 70% of the production. <laughs> also, because it is like it it's like a play. So you're repeating it over and over again in that very yeah. like 
So like if he can just stay seated, he's also like in his seventies in this. Yeah. You you could tell while he's reading his lines that he's thinking about his next album. He's not <laughs> thinking about the show. All I have to do is one season of shit my dad says. Again, it's called Bleep My Dad Says. Oh, he's saying shit. No, Shatner, he keeps it clean. He, in case my mom watches. <laughs> he's keeping it clean. Shat my dad says. Yeah, they definitely lobbied for that behind doors yeah. at CBS. Oh my god. They're like, why don't we just call it that was the that was the spin-off where they were gonna have him do a, like a kid say the darndest thing style show. You did forget actually one thing of the plot, which is weirdly important. Shatner goes to the DMV. Oh yeah. And he can't he fails to pass uh his driving test. But he shows uh you know, he's he's kind to the guy that works at the DMV. And then the guy's like, "All right, I'll let you sneak I'll in. I'll let you pass anyway." And then which not good. Don't do that. No. Don't don't let old people on the road if they can't see. If there's one thing you take from Bleep my dad says, <laughs> it's that everyone should drive. It's a lot like ratatouille. Anyone can cook. <laughs> Anyone can drive. But I guess because we we end up watching the last episode, and he's and just, it, it ha- no, he's not actually there. Because but they do. Uh, here's what happened in the whole season prior to this episode. And I guess at some point the guy from the DMV becomes a live-in maid. Yeah, or which sadly nurse. Never, I think it's never, a nurse. I thought they said maid or housekeeper, but uh, we never actually end up seeing him other than in the previously on in that episode. And I'm. He's in I'm six cur- episodes. I'm curious how that happened. Dude, that guy works. He's, yeah, I definitely recognized him. He's one he... of those guys, though. Like, it's like he's in a couple series randomly, like Grace and Frankie and stuff. But then he's also just one of those guys. If you need like one episode to have this guy who's kind of unnerving, they just kind of throw him in a lot of times. Do you think they added him on the second half of the season as a desperate attempt to just get? something going just none of their comedy ideas were working and then they tossed that in because when we saw the previously on at the end of the last episode i was a little curious as to how he ended up the housekeeper <laughs> nothing else made me curious it was like how did the guy from the dmv end up the housekeeper <laughs> yeah what 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 cruel and, twist of fate yeah i would imagine shatner got him fired for for illegally letting an old person, <laughs> it never you know actually it never even occurred to me that that's why they fired. I imagine Shatner just was lonely and tried to hang out at the DMV, <laughs> and then some hijinks happened and he burned the place down accidentally. But no, your idea makes more sense. Yeah, you can't have a DMV guy who's just letting old people pass. But I guess that actually is we. I guess they must have Shatner just destroying lives throughout, a force of nature. While rebuilding because his son. Because he says too much. God, he's saying too much shit, this dad. <laughs> Which actually, the character, for a show that's based on a Twitter account where a guy has concise biting remarks, does not have concise biting remarks. No, it's, it's it, I mean, William Shatner can't act uh, in general. That's not really an issue because Shatner's not an actor, he's a star. That's fair. But but it's the thing of his like no, but Christopher Walken can act and is a very distinct vocal pattern and all this other stuff. And Shatner, it's this weird thing where it felt like he was so uncomfortable with the live sitcom format. Yeah. Which he must have done before, had he not? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure at some point he's been on something where he's done live sick. I'm sure he's on like Big Bang Theory. Yeah. 
and stuff like although that might have been after shit my dad says it opened a lot of doors for him yeah <laughs> he did he did this to open some doors for him his career just wasn't going how he liked no he's too busy doing things like the indian detective which oh. was that weird russell peters show okay i i was very worried the fact that it, russell peters did it makes it slightly better yeah yeah that it's not uh <laughs> i was worried that shatner was the indian detective that would have been very funny. Uh, Circa 08, I mean, Shatner's playing the yeah. detective. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, or not even recently, just like 1987, <laughs> William Shatner is the Indian detective. And then I'd have to ask, well, what what Indian is he? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure which is worse in this situation. Oh, so he had just come off of Boston Legal. Yeah, he didn't need the money. No. I, he did this, I guess, for fun? But he doesn't seem to be having fun. It's one of those things though, where it's like he was off TV for like a year and a half. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. It'll be fun to be back on TV. And then it's uh, a weird live action. Do you think they had to explain Twitter to him during the meeting? Oh, man. He loves Twitter. Do you think he loves Twitter because of this show? I, I have no idea. I think Twitter pages show you when people joined, right? Uh, yeah. I'm curious when he joined. I mean, we can find that out. Because actually, yeah, if he was if he was on before the show, that may actually be the exact reason they cast him. He was just the oldest guy on on Twitter. <laughs> That's funny. Does it say when he joined? Uh, it does not. Wow. Or I mean, I just did a Google. Oh, I just did William Shatner. When did he join? Whoops. <laughs> and what what did they suggest? Just a lot of things that he okay. uh, joined. <laughs> Uh, did it say it up to? Oh yeah, join two thousand eight. So he was already on Twitter. Okay, so that's definitely why he's the lead role. Because he was already he was a guy that was on Twitter and the right age for the dad. And they're like, "Fucking hell yeah!" And then it's well, they wouldn't have done that because the show is against cursing. <laughs> they would have they would have said bleep and bleep yeah. <laughs> bleep. That that is another thing. It shouldn't be on CBS, based on the fact that it's based. On a Twitter account with a name that I won't say in case my mom is listening. <laughs> uh, you know, I get HBO has tried sitcoms before. They did Lucky Louie. I'm not saying that you should have done this on HBO, but maybe Stars takes a swing at it. Or something. Yeah, this is absolutely a show that could be interesting as a uh, one or a single camera show on Stars about yeah. dealing with your asshole atheist scientific dad but literally uh in that interview i sent you they uh justin starts talking about he's like oh i watched the when they were like doing the rehearsal it's like oh that's not my dad now i'm just writing this show for the this hokey show for a guy that's kind of my dad but is not at all my dad yeah his dad even literally watched the first episode was like i don't like it uh you know what's good (laughs) cheers cheers is a good show I mean, that's very in character for the dad. It'd be weird if the dad loved it. It would sort of break the illusion of the dad. <laughs> and that Twitter, it's still going strong, right? No. They stopped posting Disregard. stuff in like 2017. Never mind. Yeah, they really, they. I mean, of course, it's. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's the other thing is like these shows that exist in this weird existence like that. Like people, if you keep a good attitude, a lot of times you just move on to better things. Yeah, he's he's been working in TV consistently since. Yeah, and so credit to him. He he worked on the show that he didn't seem to like, but he's he's turned it into a career. Yeah, well done, Justin. 
That's all. You, I mean, that's really all you're trying to do. A lot of times is yep. you're like, okay, well, I made it. Uh, I'm now in. Can yeah. I do anything from it? Okay, but now I think we need to talk about the oh reason for the episode, which the is bottle episode, the allegedly good episode of Bleep My Dad Says. And boy, is it alleged! It's the finale. So the pilot is considered specifically bad. It does improve apparently. Because uh, the pilot's at 5.9 stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one coming in at 7.8 is entitled, Who's Your Daddy? I'll be honest, it felt like a lateral move. <laughs> February 17, 2011 coming out. Uh, Ed's status changes to confused when he meets Henry's new Facebook girlfriend and senses a strange connection to her. Also, Bonnie and Vince join a reality television series when they help a reality star go house hunting. I remember exactly one joke from this episode. Okay. And it's that no one can remember Chris Tucker's name. Oh, yeah. I don't remember any other jokes from the episode. Just people They do it three times. They, it felt like more. No, they, they do it. It's a, it's, that's the thing is, and what people uh, don't think about with these shows is they're still structured fairly well. Because the structure of a sitcom it's, doesn't... It's a machine at that point. Yeah, exactly. The structure of a sitcom, like... If you want to watch a terrible show, it's not ter- It's not even terrible. It's just, it's weird. But Quantico is a show like that where the structure of it is immaculate and everything inside of it is bad shit doesn't make it a lick of sense. Is it fun? I've not watched Quantico though. I loved it. I It was an ironic uh, suggestion for me for a long time because it's a really fun uh, name to say. So like whenever someone would be like, what should we watch on Netflix? I'd be like, how about Quantico? Man, you should just move to Virginia. <laughs> Just so I can say Quantico all the time. Yeah, just have you. You'd love it down there. <laughs> You're passing street signs all the time. Hey, you want to go to the McDonald's nearby? No, not that one. The one in Quantico. I think I'm convincing you. I think you got to move. <laughs> the DC Quantico Quarbler. Quarbler. <laughs> this this you know this episode's really turned into bleep. David says <laughs> about Quantico. Love Quantico. So this episode uh, starring a relative newcomer at the time, Ricky Lindholm. Who is giving so much more effort than anyone else at any point in the show. Yeah, it's honestly, she's doing good acting. Uh, she's she, doing Garfunkel the best she can. Oates from Garfunkel, comedian from Garfunkel and Oates. She's just in a lot at this point. I yes. feel like anyone listening would recognize her if they don't know the name. Uh, if you looked at her, you go, oh, that face, that person. Yeah. She's done. Uh, yeah, she's been a lot. She's uh, Knives Out. Knives Out. Yep. Uh, oh, what was the one? She had a TV show that was hers. That was uh, period. Uh, another period. Yeah. With her and Natasha Leggero that I really liked. Under the Silver Lake of, of you know, a movie that I've, I've seen several times now. And it's either a masterpiece or terrible. And I'm not sure yet. She's in that. <laughs> uh, so this is a whole weird. So basically the whole episode is uh, William Shatner being like, that's my daughter. Fuck. But then he won't uh, stop his son from dating her. Also, I think my son's trying to fuck her. Yeah. And he, yeah. But he won't tell her because he's not sure. So he's trying to do a DNA there, test on the fly. There's one bleep the dad won't say. And that's that's your sister. <laughs> hey, maybe don't have sex with her. That could be your sister. No, he. Listen, he's a good wingman above all else. <laughs> there's one thing you can't say about the character. And it's that, you know, he, he's. I don't know what I'm getting at here. He won't stand in his son's <laughs> way is, is what I'm getting at. William Shatner will not say anything to stop his son from fucking his sister. He'll which... do any, he just really wants grandkids, no matter the cost. <laughs> I, 
I, I, I, does that count? Is Double Grand Kids? Technically, Game of Thrones was uh, not yet out yet. But oh, was, so they started the whole trend. <laughs> they started the trend they right before Game of Thrones. Trend. This, this show opened so many doors. It opened the doors for all of the social media-based films and shows that would come out later, and it opened the door for the incest trend of the 2010s. Yes. Yeah. Was this before or after Banshee? Uh... <laughs> I don't know when Banshee. I think is later. Banshee took direct inspiration from Bleep. My dad says you can look that up, everybody. Now that we've said it on here, it's true. It's, <laughs> yeah, Banshee was twenty thirteen. Yeah, they. This show is groundbreaking in so many ways. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. It's very easy to do. It'll take ten seconds of your time, and it makes a world of difference. It listen, if fifty of you did it, we would be new and notable immediately it's crazy how that's it 50 people takes 10 seconds of your time what are you what are you at work okay yeah only do this if you're you're at work if you're working right now do it because you don't probably like your job that much it's any if you can steal a little bit of that company time energy money and put it to rating this podcast i i feel better about that and i think you guys will too Okay, anyway, check us out on Instagram at uh, DPIC Comedy and Daniel F. Crow. And check out my special Goblin King. Uh, it's on YouTube right now and will be for the rest of time. Oh, man. YouTube's going to be around after you die. Do you guys think about that? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. It, we might hit singularity. I, I'm not going to talk about this. Jesus. Okay, anyway, check out my special Goblin King on YouTube. Uh, and uh, Goblin King comedy special because otherwise you get David Bowie because I'm an idiot and named my comedy special after the one guy who uh, I'm I'm the other Goblin King that why did I try and fight with David Bowie anyway back to shit my dad says also they literally uh, as a stunt casting because the show did not give a shit oh, anymore yeah. oh no uh, so the whole B plot line of the reality TV star was played by just a real housewife who could not act. To be clear, uh, from the show Real Housewives, not just a real housewife. I mean, technically, both are correct. No, but she's she's a cut above your average <laughs> Real Housewife in that she's on she's on a show that highlights only the realest of housewives. Only the realest of housewives are yeah. in this one. Um. Yeah, so, oh, God, that right, was... I'll, I'll comment on her performance this way. I've not seen the Real Housewives shows, but I don't know if you have either. Fairly quickly, we determined it must have been one of the Real Housewives in a stunt casting role. Yeah, absolutely. That's 100%. As we were watching it, I was like, oh, that's... There's no way you cast this poorly. Yeah. There are plenty of uh women that kind of look like that that are better actresses if the show had truly stopped caring and i wish they had done this i wish they had just made the real housewife like shatner and drag <laughs> and just never even commented on it like just like just had him do it acted like no one noticed and threw in some jokes about chris tucker and then the episode ends oh incredible work honestly i would love that also chris tucker notably uh, oh, cross dressing they should have had chris tucker play the role <laughs> That would have been way better. I've got him fresh in my mind. I just saw Air in theaters now. <laughs> I don't know when this will get released, but I just saw Air. And producers of Air, if you hear this, pay me $20, please, for, for plugging Air, starring Chris Tucker 
and no one else. <laughs> He's the only actor in Air. <laughs> don't look that up. Don't look no, up don't anything look else. Up. Don't look Just it up. Just go see Air. Just it's, go see Air right now. It's a Chris Tucker vehicle. Keep the podcast on while you're driving there. Go look up tickets right We're, now. You're in the car right now. You're 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 on the, you're on your way to the theater. You're going to see Air. You should be there by now. <laughs> you should. That is a quick trip. You live right next door to the theater. <laughs> and feel free to pause. And when you're done watching Chris now, Tucker Vehicle play Air. Play us through the previews. Do okay. not watch the previews. Do not pay attention Only to the previews. We will tell you about what movies to watch. <laughs> and we're back to Bleep My Dad Says as you're now in the theater watching the previews. <laughs> Welcome back. So, uh, yeah, it's just incest and reality TV stars. Uh, I'm going to say it didn't. It was an improvement. It's only an improvement because Ricky Lindholm is giving it her all. That is true. She elevates the scene she's in because she wants to be very good. And yeah, she's still at that point relatively new enough that it's like... She's trying to make an impression. Yes. Uh, you're trying. You're giving your heart out on shows that are not good. And it, you know what? It is something because I've... Uh, this is not the same level of it, but I've worked on a, a like a musical that i was like this is garbage like the play uh like people were talented in it but the writing of the actual musical was real bad have you ever heard of the jekyll and hyde musical like everybody was i can infer from context what it must be like uh david uh fucking baywatch hasselhoff yeah david hasselhoff no i could not infer from context (laughs) what that was i would have never in a million years David Hasselhoff David was in the Hasselhoff. real, the, not the real one, but like the Broadway version. David Hasselhoff played the main uh, character. That's actually, I thought you were going to say he he wrote it, <laughs> which would be a way more exciting version. I would watch that. Uh, it would be very dramatic. Uh, but this has such lines as like, from my perspective, the those guys are evil, like that kind of <laughs> level of. Or no, it's from my perspective, the judges are evil. Like it literally. <laughs> I don't want to. You know, go talk about a different show that we watched because I don't know when the what order these episodes Does are coming out. But uh, they say that line in Dog with a Blog, <laughs> uh, like they say a version of that line in one of the episodes of Dog with a Blog. <laughs> hey, depending on when these episodes have been released, go back and listen to the Dog with a Blog episode, or stay tuned for the Dog with a Blog episode. Or just go forward. Chances are you're not listening to this when it came out. We are deleting episodes a week after they are released. <laughs> they said, right, pause this episode. <laughs> right now. Quick, before Dog with a Blog gets deleted. Before air comes on the screen, <laughs> switch over to Dog with a Blog. Go back to the lobby. Say, I need to change my ticket for air. Air's going to be in theaters longer than the Dog with a Blog episode will be out. And they'll say, you mean you don't want to watch chris tucker vehicle air right now and you'll say no and they'll say you sure you remember that time they did a fun running joke about him in bleep my dad says and then you'll say you're not going to believe this i'm listening to this podcast right now and he'll say whoa you're not gonna believe this i'm also listening to the podcast it's the biggest podcast in the world it's almost as big as the film air starring chris tucker I forgot how this conversation started, and we are really getting sidetracked from wanting to talk about Bleep My Dad Says, and I think that really speaks to the quality of the show or lack thereof. It's just, above all else, it's boring. It's it's by no means a disaster. It's just boring. No one's heart is in it. Yeah, and that's- uh, Except the- Ricky Lindholm's. <laughs> uh, she was just, she was like, I don't know how much longer I can sing about anal sex. It turns out, plenty of time. Yep. It's a very popular uh, evergreen subject, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so the thing about it is, and this is what I think uh, 
I don't know if shows like this, I guess they still kind of get made. Yeah, see, this is CBS's bread and butter. But like, if you're on one of these shows and you know it's bad, I think you just owe it to yourself to make it as weird as possible. Have you ever seen that clip of King of Queens, which I I don't believe King of Queens is a reviled show by any stretch of the imagination. No, it is a paint-by-numbers, down-the-middle, perfectly but, good sitcom. But there's like a clip from King of Queens where oh. Pat, Patton Oswalt... I know what you're talking about, but he go ahead. just has to be in a scene, but they don't have anything for him, so he just stands in the background completely still. For like minutes. Yeah, is that, so that's what you're suggesting, basically. Like, but, and that is him doing a weird thing once, because he, he just kind of snapped on yeah. this show, probably having a depressive episode or something. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying like, if you're trapped on a show like Shit My Dad Says, I think your goal at that point, everybody already hates it, is just to make it weird, because... Uh, the worst thing you can do for a show like this is be boring. On the other hand, though, there's a lot of boring shows that end up in crazy syndication money on CBS, and they might have been holding out for that. Oh, yeah, no. It's, I, just, I guess by the end of the run, they should have known but I that's guess not that happening. Point, they should have gone crazy. But I guess it's hard to... You cling to the idea that... I This is brave talk to say, after, but that is the thing that I think makes it a more... It, it, like Out of all the stuff from it, that weird butler guy just showing up and being around for multiple episodes. I am curious when they put him in, if it was a Hail Mary or if it was always planned. And you're not a sports guy, so Hail Mary is this playing <laughs> football. And I know it. Okay. Actually, weirdly, I know what Hail Marys are because uh, when I used to play a football video game as a child, that was the play I always ran. You know how I know you're not a sports guy? Because you didn't just say Madden. <laughs> you said a football video game. <laughs> it didn't matter what one. I yeah. always threw Hail Marys. <laughs> I mean... Look, I know we're supposed to talk about Bleep My Dad says, but yeah, the AI in Madden is not great. You can fool with any deep pass. Yeah, that was my yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you're uh, telling <laughs> that you're like, yeah, you can do that. Like, it wasn't a th- I, I, the I was nine. It's more a tip for anyone listening out there that's struggling to get their passing game going in Madden. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Stop what you're doing right now. Go back to 1994. <laughs> it's possible their AI has not improved at all. I'm assuming it's improved a little bit. You probably can't just deep pass over right, and over again. Right into the show. Let us know if Madden's passing AI has improved. But first, you're going to need to watch Air. <laughs> <laughs> so once Air is done, then you're going to resume listening to the podcast. So uh, I guess for this episode, I mean, it's it's just, it's weird. It just is like, this is how you're ending it on. I guess they were, they were just trying they have to... The, they have the teaser for next season with a new son, which it is interesting. Who do you think, hypothetically, this gets renewed for a second season, but CBS says, you're on thin ice. So you gotta, who, you gotta who get Who do you bring in as the son to save the show? So it's 2010. It's 2011. 2011. So going into 2012. Going into 2020. And I guess the discussion is what kind of character is the son? Is he a guy that's exactly like Shatner? I think I think you're doing a I think you're doing a daddy's home too. Uh, so it's John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> but it at the time, it's young The Rock. <laughs> He's still in his forties at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly younger The Rock. So that okay, but well that's actually very weird because the thing uh, the twist in the episode was that his uh Shatner's other Son was dating Ricky Lindholm, and I cannot imagine in a million years the power couple of The Rock and Ricky Lindholm. I can't imagine that couple. That's odd. Their couple name is The Ricky Lindholm. Okay, we're going to workshop that. 
the Rocky Lindum. It's an improvement, but barely. Uh, no, the Rock is all wrong. Be realistic. The son is probably late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, he's the same age as Ricky Lindholm. <laughs> yeah, so maybe he's younger. I don't know. It's not important. Who do you think? Actually, who are you thinking? <sighs> Timothy Oliphant. Good time. No, it's too old. Oh, I, mean, really? actually, I don't know. Well, the suggestion I'm about to make might be like the same age. Okay. Jeremy Strong. Ooh, you're getting Jeremy Strong in doing... Before the big short, before succession. I think uh, Jeremy just... Strong would end up hanging himself before he ended up doing that. I don't know. He wasn't doing a lot. He might have He might have been like, yeah, I got to do it. No, he would... Honestly, Jer- like I've just read... Playing like a very serious character, I could see a lot of comedy coming in a Leslie Nielsen style way oh, from Jeremy yeah. Strong. I don't get it at all actually i don't understand anything what's happening here just him just like doing drugs and just his character from succession slowly yeah i i would like to see that but then again at the same time i've seen jeremy strong in comedies he does kind of try to ham it up which is weird be leslie nielsen just really low deep yeah like what was that guy Ritchie movie he was in where he was really kind of over the top oh the, the the gentleman the gentleman yeah yeah he kind of he's not too over the top but he's anyway i'm i should stop telling jeremy strong how to act <laughs> he's really good at <laughs> yeah, it he's very good at it i'm sorry jeremy i know you're listening <laughs> i know you i know i first i told you to go watch air and you just <laughs> finished watching it and you thought you thought not enough chris tucker and i get it jeremy and now you turn the podcast back on and there's this nobody telling you how to act. <laughs> and that's uncalled for. And I'm sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was actually doing five episodes of The Good Place, uh, The Good Wife at that time. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him try. Oh, up. my God. He was in Lincoln, Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> I don't remember him in either of those. It must be pretty uh, small roles. Yeah, but uh, Robot and Frank. That's uh, indie, which I actually have not seen. Yeah, The Messenger. Oh, he was a returning soldier in The Messenger. I think they could have got him. Yeah, I could have got him. The only he was in a movie called Contact High. Uh, the good, the bad, and the bag. Playing a man named Carlos. I love hey, that. everybody! If you'd like to know what what Jeremy Strong was starring in at this point in time, go to www.imdb.com/slash Jeremy Strong. We don't need to read all of the credits. Who's your pick for who the son could have been to save the show? The sun could have been to save the show. So it's uh, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, I think it's too established to get that. Yeah, time, you, think? You, can't, you I, can't. I certainly get where you're coming from. I'm thinking, well, because I'm assuming you're going for another big, uh, or they go real shit and they just get Will Wheaton. And it's like, look, Ooh, Star Trek. I could definitely see them trying that. Yeah. Oh, you're getting, you're honestly, it's a, a weird thing where they're like, they. it's people who like Shatner I don't know. Who's a tough guy? Do you get like Scott Kahn? You want to hear a weird tough oh, guy suggestion? You want to hear a weird tough guy suggestion? Go ahead. And he would have been too old for what they were going for. Great. And I couldn't see him dating Ricky Lindholm. But William Shatner once did a song with Henry Rollins. <laughs> and I would love to see Henry Rollins come in and just intimidate everyone in that <laughs> role. Uh, so um, let's go through these reviews for this. All right. Very... So people in the reviews love it. People have come here to say it's incredible. I think you mean CBS interns love it. No, because 
here's the thing is these are all people who are older. Uh, you can feel it in the review. Like, you know, you can just feel the writing style. They're going on and leaving reviews on IMDb. They're, these are people that are going on and leaving reviews on IMDb because they're like, oh, I'm like Shatner. Because you could read it in these. It's like, here's, here's one. Uh, nine out of ten. Out of the ballpark. What do you got to do to get ten at that point? <laughs> uh, Shatner pulls another one out of his uh, at sign, money sign, money sign. Thanks for keeping it clean in case my mom is listening. No, that's what he put. I'm thanking him for keeping it clean. <laughs> of course, with the executive producers from Will and Grace, things can only be first class. <laughs> well, mostly. The funny lines of Shatner and his own comedy talents make up for the short following of the rest of the show. Ideally, nothing is ever perfect. In a perfect world, Sh- William Shatner would not have to buy hair. Expect a lot of star cameos and witting writing. Expect a lot of stepping on political uh, correctness and spanking its... Uh, at sign, money sign, money sign. Did Shatner write that? <laughs> After all, that's what this series is about. PC meets old school. Shatner does not look 79, more like 59. Shatner wrote that review. <laughs> no, but they're all like this. They're all just Star Trek nerds who became weird conservatives. No, it's the line in a perfect world. Shatner doesn't have to buy hair. <laughs> Shatner wrote that review. And in the middle is like, oh, I hate having to get hair plugs. <laughs> Uh, I like this, though. Shat- uh, therefore, the premise works, unlike retired at 35. Sadowski is superior to McLean by far, although we could have hoped for Zach Braff to take the lead role of Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Zach uh, Braff wrote that review. <laughs> it's the same review. <laughs> Never mind. It was a uh, co-review by Shatner and Braff. The writing is coming along to support the premise of the main characters, but not yet bloomed into its potential. Bottom line, the best new show of the season of any network. Perhaps the best new show on any network, period, including Two and a Half Men and The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> they only watch one network. My, my VCR is set. I never miss it. <laughs> that might be a parody review. I don't think so. No, these were written in 2011, 2012. Yeah, but the VCR thing, that, that screams parody to me. Oh, no, people, you don't say the rest of that stuff. That's a guy who earnestly has a VCR. I don't know, maybe. 59? I think it's it's so funny. They're, like The amount people are talking about Shatner's age, because all that means is like it's 60-year-old people being like, wow, look at how good he's doing. You think it's some ladies that think they still have a chance with Shat? Oh, you think you think it's some ladies? Well, uh, no, I, I asked you if you thought it was some ladies. Don't throw this back on me. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so far, I've not seen any that are like, and what a hunk. Well, that's because you haven't gotten to my review yet. Uh, <laughs> trying to bang chat? No. I, I just think he's a good looking man who looks more like 59 than 79. That's fair. I mean, honestly. He's... I watched the show and he sat like a 59 year old. <laughs> Uh, oh man, this is funny. This is a two star. I had a different review of the show before, but I think that wanting to like it led me to be more lenient than it ever deserved. Yeah. So overall, people were too kind. Yeah, people love this show. I think any show you go for, people are gonna love it though, because who else bothers to write a review? I think it's. I think people just love Shatner. That's the thing. Everybody, everybody talking about it is just like, great. Shatner's in it. How much could people have liked Shatner? Because this was the same time they were forcing him out of his role as the Priceline negotiator in favor of Kaylee Cuoco. 
Well, you know, listen, one CBS star for another. That's why he was doing this show. He was trying to keep his price line. <laughs> uh, People were turning against Chad at the time. Uh, well, I'll make this simple. Star blood. I don't like Shatner. Never have, ever. But I'm a huge fan of the show and wait for it each week. <laughs> My family and I laugh throughout most of it, and I see no problems at all with the show or the characters. That's such a weird way to put that, by the way. That's such a funny way to be like every like you're liking something politically. I don't point. know how to tell them, but it sounds like their description of I've never liked Shatner ever. Sounds like they might like Shatner right now. My least favorite would have to be Nicole Sullivan, which is odd, as I usually love her. <laughs> This is a simple, rude, at times touching, refreshing new show. I think it's much better than a lot of the new crap on TV nowadays. The old days of great shows seems to be gone, with shows that were good last season now failing miserably. Can I ask a favor? Yeah? Can you Google shows that premiered in 2011 right now to see what new crap they're talking about? Oh, well, this is 2010, but by the way... Oh, the show came out in 2010? Yeah, 2010. I thought it came out in 2011. 2010 into 2011, Oh, like. so still go ahead and Google uh, shows that came out in 2010. Just to see what the new crap they're talking about is. Because you're going to get, I'm pretty sure, some well-respected shows. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. It's also, uh, I know Community was 2009. So this is like Community doing its second season with all of its crazy, like, uh, homage episodes and really breaking the form of sitcoms. And also shit my dad says. It's, is- it's a huge coincidence because actually I think Dan Harmon wrote that review. <laughs> I think he was in a bit of a self-loathing phase. <laughs> Let's see. What came out that year? The Walking Dead, Luther, Sherlock, Justified, Doubted Abbey, Boardwalk Empire, Spartacus, Pretty Little Liars. Also like Rizzoli and Isles, Hawaii Five-0, Blue Bloods, Parenthood. Yeah, Bleep My Dad says is better than all of them. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, I mean, yeah, what is a complex cop show? Luther's actually a prequel to Shit My Dad Says. It's... <laughs> Honestly, that show would have been better if it was just Idris Elba, no explanation. He's 10 years older than his son and a different ethnicity and no one comments. He's probably the same age as Will Sasso. Also, wait, didn't he have this kid in like a foreign country? What? The one at the end of the season? Yeah. No, on a military base in like Florida or something. Oh, he's in Florida. Never mind. But also that woman could be any race. That one can, yeah. Although I guess, I guess if he's assuming Ricky Lindholm is his daughter. Well, like, I think the implication is Shatner hooked up with a lot of women at a military base. That's fair. Shatner, as we've established, has looked 59 his whole life. <laughs> so he could get with any woman he wanted. Um, <laughs> and we should really uh, determine how, uh, put a code on this on how we felt about the show. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, because I'll be honest. And uh, probably not a good thing to say on my podcast. I'm bored talking about this show. <laughs> like, I, the show was boring. Talking about it is boring. Don't watch Bleep My Dad Says. But thank it for uh, breaking ground, weirdly. Yeah. It, someone had to bite the bullet. Someone had to, and they did. Someone had to bite the bullet of letting things from social media become mainstream entertainment. How would you improve it? How would I improve it? Yeah. Uh, let let the guy that created the Twitter account make his Wonder Years version, first of all. Make like a dark brooding, like, or not even that, but you could do it all in the family style thing. Yeah, well, he alluded in that article to his dad not being a set up punchline funny guy. Yeah. He's got weird little sayings, which 
don't work in this style of sitcom. So, yeah, you have to... You do a single cam where it's an actual story about, like, a depressed scientist dad who's yeah. smart and nihilistic Which and whatever. they were never going to do on CBS. No. So, how would I improve the version that they were going to put out there? Uh, you lean into the weird stuff. Like I said earlier, if it had been Chris Tucker playing the wife or the the housewife or Shatner playing the housewife, just at that point, just be weird because you had nothing to lose. People hated you the second you were announced. Make, make yourself not ignorable under any circumstances. Be the weirdest show on TV at that point. I think, yeah, that's a great thing. And I think we'll probably end up saying that a lot during this podcast, but like good, bad, the best thing you can do is be interesting. Because there are great shows that are boring as shit to watch sometimes. (laughs) Or, like, incredibly well-made shows that end up being, like, a C+. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, this is very pretty to watch, but overall it's nothing. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, be interesting. Unlike Bleep My Dad Says. (laughs) And uh, last thing, uh, what, let's, so, if you're not watching shit My Dad Says, what should you be watching? I guess the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years? Uh, that's what he said he wanted to make. So oh, no, but respect that's not, his no, wishes. No, 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 no. I'm not saying what you think. No, I'm just saying recommend a good show for people so they actually have something fun to check out. Oh, God. Uh, give me a second to think about that. Okay. I'm trying to think what a good comparison. You don't even know to do a comparison. Piece. I'm going to recommend Community because uh, during the exact same time, they were doing one of the best second seasons of television ever created. Oh, yeah. Just another sitcom that was on at the time? So, no, it doesn't. You're, you're thinking too many parameters. I am thinking too many parameters. Um, uh, so, community, check out the show Community. It's an incredible show. It's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, there's six seasons. Skip the fourth one. I'll say listen to William Shatner's albums. <laughs> you you will be interested. <laughs> Without fail, you will be interested. I, is there, like, beyond, because everybody knows Rocket Man. What's the deep cut they should check out from William Shatner? The Henry Rollins one I suggested. I can't get behind that. It's odd. I, I wouldn't say like I like any of those albums, but they are they are unique. <laughs> they are unique. All right, great. Well, check out William Shatner's albums yeah. and the TV show Community. <laughs> All right. And check out oh no, actually check out the movie Air. <laughs> Go watch Air starring Chris Tucker. It's in theaters now. <laughs> Perfect. Have a good one.